Now I have a load of um, what we call rubbish in my house here in front of me, uh, rubbishy drinks and, and snacks and everything else, right? So obviously the kids are, well, hopefully reaching the bottom of their Halloween swag bags at this stage, but how much, how can we tell exactly how much sugar is in what we're eating or drinking? So from Limerick, I'm joined now by Agnes Boucher-Hayes, who's a home economist and a lecturer at Limerick University of Technology. Welcome, Agnes. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, well, thank you for coming on. Now, uh, Agnes, so I'm looking at all this stuff here and there is comprehensive and fairly uniform nutritional information uh, labels on all of them. So what practical mm -hmm. information can we get reading these labels? OK, well, when you look at your um, when you're looking at a label, the first thing you have to understand is that this has taken years to formulate in Europe. Many people, food scientists, legislators, have all been working for a very long time to get an awful lot of information onto a very small label. So when you're looking at a food label, what you're looking at is you've got the name of the product. You've got also there's a lot of legal obligation as to what can be in the product. So you've got your ingredients. You have your allergens, which is key. And, you know, we've got a certain number of allergens that have to be displayed on a label. And that has to be ambiguous. But the main thing we have to understand. Unambiguous. Un, yeah, unambiguous. There's no ambiguity. It either If there is wheat in a product, it's either there or it's not. Yeah. There's no grey area in that. Um, and as well as that, you've got below that, then you'll see that there's a thing called the nutritional declaration. And that's where you'll get a lot of information about the food product. You'll have the lovely picture in the front, which will tell you what it's supposed to look like. But this information will tell you what's actually in it. And it's broken down uniformly. Uh, and this is part of the, the good part of the FIC legislation, Brendan. Mm -hmm. They have everything broken down by 100 So when you look at something, I can pick up two products in uh, from a supermarket shelf and I you know, based on my own requirements, whether it's kilocalories I'm looking at, carbohydrates, sugars, protein, whatever my needs are, I can assess those two products against each other and it's based on the 100 Per 100 grams, per 100, grams. Yeah. yeah. Now, the difficulty, uh, Brendan, where people can come a cropper, and we all have, is that you look at it and you go, yeah, that's no problem. But then if you look at the actual, you have to have the weight of the product, the net weight of the product uh, will also be on the label. And that's where... That might be 500 grams. It could be two kgs. So if you sit down and you eat the whole lot of it, you're not just getting that 53 calories per 100. You might be getting, you know, five times that amount. So that's where we've got yeah. to become. That's where we've got to be very aware and very careful and savvy as consumers. And you also have to watch out for. They often give them per serving, and it turns out that the serving is like three crisps or something, and you realise, okay, I'm actually yeah. eating ten servings of. of they're serving there. That's true. However, you back a part of the mandatory um, legislation is that it has to be per 100 grams. Mm -hmm. yeah, so you yeah. always know. So like if you look at there as you're, you're dead right, you know, many times we look and it's per 35 grams per one serving of nuts. Now, who like 35 grams of nuts means nothing to most people. Yeah. You know, so so people can, you know, we have to become a little bit more aware. And that's where the consumer and the person eating the product has to take a little bit of responsibility as well. Um, Agnes, when did sugar become such a huge part of the of, of our diet? 
Um, sugar has always been part of our diets. Ancient, you know, in the, the Greeks, the Egyptians, the Romans, everybody, we, we've always liked a little bit of sugar, Brendan. <laughs> but the, where it became more prolific is when we started to move food more readily, you know, f- around the world. So f- sugar has always been a really good preservative. We make jams, so that means we can have products from the middle of the summer in the depths of winter, you know. So it's always been used. It's a really good preservative. So that's where it had its its function. And then we saw that expanded as food, as, as, as manufacturing and, you know, people started to sell foods, canned foods, bottled foods, jar foods, the, um, the emergence of not just the local soup, not just the local shop, but a supermarket. And then when we want products like in the middle of winter that are, you know, when we want things readily and to hand, the cons- you know, sugar is really good at helping preserve those products. And it's become a massive part of that. Also, okay. people love the sweetness. People like sweetness. Uh, yeah, look, we're, we're not going to mm. demonise sugar no. completely. It's lovely, like, let's it face is. it. You can't argue <laughs> with that. And it, it does we're not give, taking it that It gives up. you a very special <laughs> feeling. It does. But listen, does before we get, get too into the science, right, mm. or just for, for people, <clears throat> for practical terms, mm. we're going to talk through the amounts of sugar in some um, of the more, <clears throat> excuse me, of the more well-known drinks and snacks, right? Yeah. So... Uh, a smoothie, which we might think that's a healthy drink to give a, a kid. Uh, yeah. Talk to me about a smoothie. So, a smoothie. Well, smoothies are basically um, pounded or blitzed or, you know, fruit made smooth. Um, and I'd like just to make one distinction here. The sugar that is present here isn't simply refined sugar. You're getting complex, more complex sugars and you're getting other things with it. But now, explain to us the difference between a refined and a complex yeah. sugar. So, it's just... The simplest way to put it, Brendan, is what is in it besides energy? So if we look at a a teaspoon of sugar, in that is a certain amount of energy and that's all there is in it. There's no carb, there's no um, vitamins, there's no minerals, there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing extra in it for the body to take out of it. So it's just purely energy. So that's, that, that would be in a, in in a sugar, in a, in like, you'll see them on the back of packs, uh, glucose, syrups, uh, stock syrups, anything like that. Okay, they're not good, no? They're they're very good flavor wise, but they're not yeah. necessarily they're, they're they're not the best type of sugar that we could be taking in in our okay. diet. There are other types of sugars that we could be taking in. For example, uh, honey would be quite similar in structure, like from the science perspective. But honey will have other properties and other benefits attached to it. So you know, it, you can weigh it up a little bit. So even though you're getting the little bit of the goodness of the sugar and the sweetness, you're also getting some other um, maybe so so some other. Um, uh, f- Things that will help the body in different ways. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So in the smoothie, uh, we were we looked at a couple of them, Brendan, as you know, and I looked at a 250 ml bottle. So I looked at the nutritional um, declaration on the back of that, and uh, one the way the way that it will be done is one teaspoon of sugar is uh, one teaspoon. If you can visualize a teaspoon, and that's as much above the spoon as below the spoon. Okay, so a heaped teaspoon. No, a heaped yeah. teaspoon now would be twice as much okay, above. And so the home economic side of things, Brendan, right. to keep it to keep I it straight, your pardon, keep right. it straight. Right. Yeah. So so level teaspoon. No level now is actually oh, when it's flat. There's very technical things here now, Brendan. So okay. heat is literally as much above the spoon as there is below the spoon, but not overly filled. Okay, so, so anyway, yeah. teaspoon is roughly four grams. <laughs> yeah, you're never going to look at a teaspoon the same again. So a teaspoon is four grams. So what we looked at was one smoothie would have 13.2 grams of sugar in it per 100 mils. 
So that is three teaspoons per, and that's not even half of the smoothie that you would pick up. And these are things that are readily available in supermarkets. So ultimately, uh, eight teaspoons of sugar in the smoothie. Now, in the bottle. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I suppose people might be surprised because we tend to think that the smoothie is a better option. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a bit about... Um, Fizzy drinks then? Fizzy drinks are, as we know, that there has been a tax that has come into place. So uh, some of the drinks have, some um, soft drinks have reformulated and what they've now put in is they've put in uh, sweeteners. So sweeteners will take out the calorific value, but you will still have sweetness. There may be a slight difference in the flavour of the, you you might find that some of the drinks don't taste as you might have once remembered them. Um, so that's the added, that's where the, the, the sweeteners come into play. So things like, um, you'll find it with Coke Zeros, a lot of those, all of those, they all have sweeteners added. So yeah. um, one drink that we, we, we did look at was Fanta and Fanta has reformulated. And, uh, so it's 4.5 grams per 100 uh, mils, 4.5 grams of sugar. So that's one teaspoon of sugar per 100 mils. But Brendan, you buy that as a 500 mil bottle. Yeah, and it's very rare that you'd see somebody leave, you know, four fifths of the bottle after them. Yeah. So with that, uh, so the per bottle, then we were looking at uh, twenty-two point two five grams of sugar, but it's two, so two, six, six teaspoons. Six, te- in, six teaspoons of Fanta. sugar. Yeah, but just remember, because it's four point five grams of sugar per one hundred mils, it's beneath the sugar tax that was brought okay. in earlier this year. Yeah, because I'm looking at club orange here. Mm. That was shocking, I was, wasn't it? I was stunned at this. So <laughs> Club Orange has three times the amount of sugar as mm, Fanta. Yeah. I, like it, it is pretty nice. Yes. You see, we that, and that's the thing that we do like it. But as we, we, we when we looked at it, Brendan, we saw that there were 13 grams of sugar. So that was like three and a quarter teaspoons of sugar per 100 mils. So that's, again, one fifth of the bottle. So for the whole bottle, it was 65 grams of sugar. And... Uh, that would have been about 16 teaspoons of sugar. Um, You don't put 16, I suppose the really, we don't put 16 teaspoons of sugar into a cup of tea. What's the daily recommended allowance of sugar, just to put that in perspective? There isn't really a daily recommended allowance of sugar. I suppose less is more. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need it. (laughs) We're getting it in lots of different ways. How much sugary goodness do I need to take in every day? Yeah, it depends on your mood, Brendan, I think. So listen, things like... um, Smarties, Snickers, mm. Jelly Tots kind of look benign enough next to some of the fizzy drinks, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. But also we've got to remember that the, the sweets as well, when we looked at things like the Smarties, uh, we looked at it and uh, per 100 grams, there is 64 grams of sugar. However, on the Smarties... Oh, OK, OK. Yeah, per 100, you see. So there, therefore yeah. we can measure like with the like. But we only, with the Smarties, the portion size is much smaller. So it's only 38 grams. So it's about 40 grams. Yes. So per box then, it's seven point. It's about seven and a half teaspoons of sugar. But Smarties are actually basically two thirds sugar. Oh, they're all roughly. sugar. Yeah. yeah, they're sugar yeah. from start I, I, can't, I couldn't sleep if I had a box of Smarties <laughs> in the evening. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure there's lots of parents that haven't slept as a result of a box of Smarties over the past weeks. But, um, you know, they are. But when you're eating something like a Smartie, you know from start to finish that it's sugar and that's what you're eating it for. Whereas sometimes one of the, one, the drinks that I felt was like that I was quite shocked with was a flavoured water so people think an awful lot of the time Mm. you know drinking water and having a flavoured water it's good and now we have ones with alkaline and we have different ones with different different claims marketing claims being made on them but within a flavoured bottle of water per 100 mils there is four grams of sugar 
and that's one teaspoon of sugar so within the bottle there is 20 grams of sugar and that's five teaspoons of sugar when you think you're doing when you think you're okay. doing the right thing so i think for parents it's important water is best you can use dilutes you know to flavor the water things that are diluted and again you're you know they're not as concentrated sugar wise and most of those have been reformulated as well to remove the sugar and they've got different um uh, sweeteners added to them now what about Lucasade, which was the recommended thing to bring to sick people yeah. back in the day? Yeah, Lucasade is reformulated as well, okay. and they also now have sweeteners. And you will find that, well, I'm most certainly myself, I tasted it. It's not quite the same as I remember it, but you know there is a reformulation. So again, that's within the you know it's beneath the the, four, the five grams um, of sugar. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's f- about four point five grams of sugar per one hundred mils. But again, if you're you know, if you're uh, drinking the 330 mils, it was a smaller bottle than the Cokes. They're 500 mils, right. um, uh, so it was only 4.5 tablespoons. Te- sorry, teaspoons of sugar. But just to bear in mind, if you had one soft drink, for example, one Coke every day for yeah. a week, you would have 93 teaspoons of sugar. That's one bottle of Coke a day. Yeah. Yeah, you know that little pick-me-up? Yeah. That so, would be it. So you'd be having <coughs> half a bag of sugar, basically. Those old bags of, mm. those bags of sugar. Yeah. Right. There would be an awful <coughs> lot of sugar and an awful lot of... you know, it, It's just, when you put it out on a table, it's it's quite easy to see, you know, what... It, it's shocking, really, to see the amount of sugar that we take in, unknown to ourselves. Now, tell me about terms like refined sugar, palm sugar, glucose, fructose, syrup. Mm. Are, are they all... Okay, or they're, bad. Well, palm sugar bad, isn't it? Uh, well, it's there's no. Uh, I suppose good and bad aren't you know are in terms that I would use. You know what mm-hmm. we have are they're all carbohydrates. All carbohydrates break down into sugars. So what we're looking for with sugar the whole time is trying to get a very complicated carbohydrate to slowly break down within the body, so that the sugar goes out into the blood gently. Whereas with the fructoses. All of the fructose, glucose, sucrose, all of a lot of the hard work that the body would have to do to get those out of foods usually, that's already done. So it goes into the blood in, into the blood quite quickly. And spiking, a kind of a yeah. spike in sugar and, straight away. And your your poor pancreas then has to work extremely hard to get the insulin out, and that's where the problems can come with uh, diabetes and the other you know, obesity can come and other then associated <coughs> things like diabetes and things like that. So what we would like, what I would always suggest is that just Try get it from a natural source. Get your food from a natural source. Home economics teachers up and down the country, I would say, have posters where they actually, with first years, it's one of the things that they would do quite readily, is measure out sugar so that people can actually see it. If you you at home take your teaspoon of sugar out and put four teaspoons into a glass and then drink that water, you know, that's what you're having per 100 mils. It's a very good visual thing. Mm. So so, so that would be, that, 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 so sugar... In simple form, it gets into the blood very quickly. It doesn't give you anything extra. Whereas if I eat an apple, and if I eat a whole apple, I get the fibre, I get the vitamins, I get the minerals, I get all of those other parts, uh, as well as the, the satiation of the actual eating, um, of actually eating the apple. What about things that say no added sugar? If they've no added sugar, that does not mean that there is no sugar there. Because if the sugar already has if the food has sugar already present in it you can't, you're not eliminating that but what you, you are saying is we haven't added any sugar in we also haven't added any sweetener into it or any art, or any sugar substitute so for example if you honey honey is can have has no added sugar but it is full of sugar you know so it's okay. a sweet product so just just to bear that in mind 
but it's, it's so it should be clear th these things are not there to confuse the consumer it's trying to help the consumer to make a good choice in in a better choice maybe what about mom and dad now um, mm. glass of wine <laughs> <laughs> glass of wine yeah glass of wine the easiest thing to say is there is sugar in wine okay. um, uh, so the, the the way that you would equate that it's about 140 calories per glass uh, and that would be about a donut one donut is what it would be so the per glass of wine and okay so beer, like if you sit down and have yeah. three or four glasses yeah. of wine it's the same as binge eating a box of donuts yeah. and we wouldn't do that now Brendan would we no, no we wouldn't, <laughs> no, we wouldn't. I, I presume beer is okay is it <laughs> oh no Brendan oh no so uh, a pint of beer would be equating to having a large slice of pizza with all of the added products on it so again if you're having pizza and beer you're having a double whammy okay but uh, you're not at least you're not eating a load of donuts well <laughs> no no not by my not by my reckoning no um, but it, be, remember as well though beer technically doesn't have sugar present in it however the calories alcohol does have calories attached to it and that's where it's about 180 calories per pint of beer okay but there isn't actually sugar in it no but it's made from wheat which is has maltodextrone and malt and maltodextrone which has which is a more it's it's not a sweet sugar as we would know it but it is a sugar it will become it'll form into alcohol in the fermentation process Okay, well, look, that was all very educational, Agnes, and mm. I'd say it opened a few eyes to different people. So uh, we hear, we're hearing all those ads now at the moment about don't be the be the bad guy with the kids and stop them yeah. from having treats all the time and everything. So there's a bit more, people are armed yeah. with a bit more information about all that now. Well, Thank you very much, Agnes Voucher-Hayes, and we'll take a break. Podcast The Marion Finucane Show at rte.ie slash radio.